G'day boys, welcome to the Coaching Techs. What a fantastic way to finish the season. Are we up and about? You Collingwood blokes, you are living the dream. Well, we're taking the lid on a turtle, you know, it's just standard for us, you know. Is it? No, no, there's no lid, there's no lid here, the lid is off. The lid is off? I oh. know, oh, I can see that bald nut now, mate, that the lid's off. Huge, huge week in footy. What a game. Massive. Magnificent. Nothing better than cementing your spot in the top four, beating Carlton by a point, but then they miss the eight by percentage. Mm. Oh, and we sent Brisbane to the Gabba. It's like a Christmas present that well, you... Well, Brisbane normally play at the Gabba, mate, so... We sent Richmond to the Gabba. Okay. I thought I said, did I? No, you didn't. Oh, you sorry, didn't. I was a bit excited. Hey? Mm. That's okay. That's, that's like our second home. Best game of football I've ever seen in my life. Whoa. Big statement. Big call, mate. What about the 2005 Grand Final, Sydney versus West Coast? Which oh, it was oh, just a oh, oh, great game. I wasn't there. No, no, mate. So I asked him, did you watch it? No, for, yeah, for, I did. That's a, that'd be an impartial game, though. What about your own team, following your own team? Like, I sent the text to you, blokes. Has to be in your top five all-timers of, of following. I know you've got um, 1990 would have to have been your favourite day of all time for footy playing. We're talking about the greatest <clears throat> game though, isn't it? No, no, for, so no, I thought you were talking about the greatest game you've seen. Yeah, it's the greatest game, game I've, I've ever been to in my life. The occasion, a full MCG, very tribal, and they've been, a, been lucky enough to go to many Anzac games. This was better because it was just pure tribal rivalry and pendulum swings and then the devastation on their face and the What's the other word of devastation? The opposite of devastation, the Sorry. euphoria and excitement of winning. Yeah. Just huge. And now, as we said on this podcast, only the top four can win it. And No, no, we didn't say that. No, you I said did. You said only that. the top four can win it, and I, I absolutely... Well, there you're going out on the limb there, mate. Well, no one outside the top four can win this year's flag. No one. Mm. No one. I think what contributed to Sunday's game was that what was on offer for both both clubs. Oh. Top four for Collingwood, stay in the eight for the Blue Daggers. Uh, I think that added added to all those emotions, those words that you used before, text. Well, we'll get into the footy a little bit later. You, you know we like to have a bit of a ramble to start the, the episode off, but did, now our mate Frankie Dottori, we spoke about him the other day. Did you see him butcher well, that? Butcher the horse on, on Sunday I didn't night. reply to your text at 12.04am on, on Monday morning. I gave you the reminder. I did, that it I did watch it. <laughs> I went, what is he doing? Oh. He was just... you see the way the horse was so waving the, around? Mate? The oh, horse no, was... It was like he was just going out for a little bit of a jog. He must... There's something not right about Frankie on the day, because that was that was slaughtering that horse. Oh. He, he, he must be a crook. Frankie Dettori to ride. What, what price did it start at? Three dollars twenty yeah. fixed, and was never ever going to win ever. No, no. never. Shocker. Like no, it's um, it's definitely D Day. Her next start though, that's yeah. two. That's two in a row now. I know it's been what four months since her. What what race was it in Sydney where she she went out favourite and she came about six to think it over, went to the outside, Nashua Willa. Look at him go. Um, and she didn't look like it. She never looked like it. Now, maybe only Frankie. Um, but her next start was on September 11. If 
there's no performance. That's it. She'll be retired, I reckon. So it won't come back to race the Melbourne Cup this year? Because I'm sure okay. it was like... Cause Maybe I stayed up even for the next race at Dover after that show. I was I was all worked up about the fact that it, he'd ridden it like a friggin' anyway. Um, the next race I think might have been the three thousand meter. There was a three thousand meter race, right? And it was either the one that a very elegant was in, or the one after the three thousand meter. They were talking about it being sort of like the last big European race that horses in that part of the world would run as a lead up to going to Australia. Put a Melbourne Cup, so they'd fly over now and go into quarantine. So if he's staying there to, or she, what is it? Very elegant, a she or a she? She. she. So if she goes over um, and races on the eleventh, and let's say wins. Is that another two thousand meter race? Two thousand four hundred. The right. Irish Champion Stakes. Okay, so it's a quarter to one in the morning, mate. So I'm, I'm okay. That's a fair way out, mate. No. <laughs> I might might skip She's that at one. Twenty six dollars at the moment. Is she? Yeah. Okay. Some of is my, Frankie riding it again? Hope not. No. Anyway, some of my subject matter expert mates in their horses say it's not uncommon for mares to get to a point in their racing career where they've just had enough and they lose complete interest. Uh, And maybe she's there. Maybe she's had enough. I think so. That's what what she's showing. So maybe we talk to the horse whisperer, mate. They might know. Um, But Mr. Red. But maybe Frankie is suffering from Mr. Red. This the latest. The latest onset of uh, could be the next pandemic, mate. Monkeypox. What's going on, Tex? I just think we make it. Do you know anyone? Do you know anyone who knows anyone who knows anyone who's had monkeypox? No, no. But just it another. Like that, it was like that with COVID for a long, long time until they could be like the swine free. Food, mate. Yeah, I just think we we talk ourselves into some illness and negativity. It's rare. Stuff, but it's a bit like Brisbane pox. supporters. You don't see them. Don't hear of them. <clears throat> it, it, they may be out there somewhere, but you never see them, mate. Correct. Whatever. Move, what about... Move on. I'll tell you the person who, who probably wished he did have monkey box is that your mate ScoMo. Well, again, another story of irrelevance. So nothing illegal. Hasn't, hasn't done anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So he's taken control of a couple of portfolios during a pandemic. No different to what Comrade Dan does when he decides that he's just going to run the world. But again, Dan's a little bit more bombastic about it and opens everybody. Well, again, not a story, and I think the the Australian mm-hmm. electorate get fed up with the prime minister or the government of the day looking back and talking about what happened before. It's it's irrelevant. Move on. Mm. Politics subject. Move on. Shane doesn't like that one on the on the run. Said, "Well, let's go back to um, a little bit of TV stuff." Shane, did you hear about poor old Shane Blaze? I did hear about that today. <laughs> Not unlike yeah. yourself, just shoot the dog down for a walk down oh, the park right. and next thing you know, bang. Now, yeah, it might have been, the rumour is it might have been an ex-contestant from the block, mate, wasn't happy about voting during one of the weeks. They didn't get the $10,000 spending prize. The saddest part about that story is she actually got away and they didn't do it properly. I'm not oh. a fan of Shane and Blaze. Oh, so what, she's been kidnapped or abducted for five minutes or something. Is that right? Yeah, no, she just got a punch, didn't she? Yeah. She I don't think she was abducted. I think she... No. Not, not that that makes it any, any less okay, Tex. No, it does. Has Have you got... seen the shit she's been wearing on that show? She was in some half high-vis suit the other night. Yeah. She had a... Uh, just a grandstander who makes it about her. Well, Again, couldn't care less. Well, someone yeah. was um, a bit towy, but uh, on the same uh, bulletin from the Herald Sun that I got, there was a story about Michael Slater. So he's not having a good run. Oh, he's been in and out of uh, castration, hasn't he? Castration. Maybe he should be castrated, but he's been castrated. Don't get him mixed up with O'Keefe, the guy from um, 
that um, Andrew O'Keefe yeah. no no Michael Slater's got some mental health issues and been in and out oh. of the, the, the accusations are that he might be using that as a bit of cover for the fact that he's been it does have uh, mentally abusing yeah, well, that that's that, that was, came out that quite a while ago. Years ago, that came out. So, is he using as excuses of his treatment of women? Yeah. Uh, well, what's he sure. done? Oh. Perennial abuser, mate. Yeah. Of women. Different Mental women abuse. or the ones? Mental abuse. Largely uh, I don't think it's physical. Oh, so multiple women. He's oh, allegedly. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Abused. I cleared that with adventurous. Correct. Well, we don't condone that sort of behaviour. That's what we've read. He's, anyway. in a, he's, in a, he's in a bit of trouble, mate. But um, but it, 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 it's a good segue into old mate Dane Zorko. Yep. Um, mm. what you, what, Shane is a leader, uh, a That's coach. What do you make of that, mate? What do you make of old Dano? Well, as, as he appears on the Richmond fan forums on, on, online, they call him Zane Dorco. <laughs> so can we just pull this apart for a second? Mm, please. He has allegedly targeted the Melbourne players' family and used words and, and commentary that has made the man visibly upset. Yep. He cried. Yeah. So whatever was said to him, that's been alleged that's involved his sister and a pregnancy, wanted or unwanted, has made him cry. Oh, I heard it was something completely different. Oh, I wish your mum died or something like that. Robbo just reported it in the paper yesterday. Oh, well, if it's I wish your mum died and that's upset him, I have a completely different view. Oh, what's your view? That Why is he crying about that? Okay. I, I, well, I was going to ask. I was going to ask that, right? So, I just reckon how different is the face of footy now, right? So, because I don't reckon it was racial vilification or no. anything like that, right? So, the question I ask about Zorko is, what would possess you at three quarter time when you're 13 goals down that something like that would actually? incite some sort of reaction why would you use that as a tactic so if you're trying to get into their heads or whatever else well you might do that in the first quarter or whatever else but after about the first 10 minutes they're out of the game so that's that's a big one for me is like what the hell are you doing the second thing is the reaction to like it's sort of like think bloody hell that's really impacted the bloke and how our views on that has changed around a, a player crying um, because of something that's been said to him. Now, can you imagine they double down if, if that was like when, when we played, right? Um, so just the way in which we've completely changed that. Um, and then I reckon the handling, as much as what they're saying, the clubs handle it really well, uh, I'm fascinated by the fact, what the hell are the Players Association doing? Why, why aren't you self-governing this shit around how players deal with one another? Why, why do we have to get anyone else involved? Just come up with the rules yourselves but, but no about one's what's gonna, acceptable. No one's going to... Shane will know better than us. You, no one, you can't legislate or govern and say, this is the behaviour. In, in the heat of battle, I imagine, things get said that maybe are often regretted, things get said that are used to try and get an advantage. If he has had a go at his mum or his sister... Or I find it strange. The thing I found most strange was whatever was said clearly upset him at three-quarter time, but, but the reaction from the Melbourne teammates into the last quarter for the majority of the last quarter, and even after the siren, was to go back to Zorko and take him to task about it. I find that interesting. In what sense? That they kept going on with it, the Melbourne players to just keep defending their teammate. Is that good or bad? Or? Bad. I just yeah. kind of go, well, so you've said something... It's not cool, move on. Oh, I'm not sure it's a story. What well, The biggest story of this story is no one decided to take it further. The AFL said, we're happy with the way the clubs have handled it. 
Alan Richardson at three quarter time went and approached the footy manager of Brisbane, Danny Daly, yep. to call it out. He thought it was that bad. He said, "Hey, that's happened and it's not good enough." Did you hear the interview with Richardson the next after day? After the game, oh, no, I heard him after the game. Yeah, so did I. And he, the the comments that he made was he actually thought it could escalate on the ground. That was part of the motive. Mm. Just to go there and then word them up so they word their players, uh, which is why Zorko apologised immediately after the game and apparently later on as well. Anyway, have uh, I lead into my question? Tell me what, what, is, what has Brisbane done about it? What, what, is, what has been the reaction as a club? Yeah. Haven't heard. Zorko's apologised. Zorko. He's apologised on the night. Well, we saw that, but what yeah. about. Apparently, what, he's had another conversation with, with Petty separately, like immediately, like the next day or something. And Brisbane well, I haven't seen anything from Brisbane that's come out and said something now. Yeah. I don't read the stuff every day, admittedly, but yeah. if there has, great. I just think it's poor on their behalf. Um, Melbourne players then supporting their team in it from what's something that's said that's probably inappropriate. You can go way too far sometimes. And if this is Zorko's thoughts on how I'm being a leader to actually change the game, well, he's just way off the mark. You know, he's wrestling and fighting and yeah. arguing, making comments that are inappropriate. You, you make comments out there, don't get me wrong. But you don't go over the line, so to speak. What's over the so, line, though? Well, we don't know. We're, Robinson's making a comment that, oh, you know, I hope your mother dies or something like that. Well, we don't know if that's a fact. Like, come out and say it. Is that bad? His teammates actually um, backing him and supporting him in the way they actually behaved. All under control. I reckon it's fantastic. Mm. And you know what? We talk about Brisbane because the lack of leadership, and here's their captain behaving that way, which is just horrible. It's just not any end leadership. It doesn't even fit into that category. And now we've got Melbourne. They've given them more fuel for when next time they play them, they will absolutely pants them. And you know what? There'll be not one player that will stand up against them. From Brisbane? Yeah. They will just get smashed by Melbourne. And you know what? If they come up against a Richmond or a Collingwood or whatever, mm, you sure. can't tell me that those players won't use it the same way Melbourne oh, did. Quite possible. Tell, they, they are a rabble, that club. Mm-hmm. He's just warming up, mate. So, oh. so before we get into it, we love to get some action. Where should they go, Shano? At oh, the coaching text. Let's get into it, boys. We went early with the footy stuff in the intro, but um, the ladder predictor, shall we start with that? Not really. Tex, come on, Tex. Not really. Hey. We have the person that's on two correct positions. Two out of two. eight. Two, yeah. Who was right. that? Um, I think Tex. Tex. Two. Congratulations. Wow. Bronze what, what a brain surgeon. You picked Geelong to end up on top, mate. Mm-hmm. Well done, mate. Yep. And well. you got Sydney for third, so that was good. Well done. Uh, who is second? On Silver medal. On five selections. Appropriate with my hair. Shane. <laughs> five. Not bad. Geelong, Melbourne, Collingwood, which is a good get, Frio, and Western Bulldogs. Mm. Um, and and the winner the, is? Who, was, who, who won the gold medal? Gold medal. <laughs> Journal. No, oh, well, what can I say? What did you do? Come on, what did you get in order? I only got, oh. only got Brisbane Lions and Collingwood um, in reverse order, incorrect. I had Lions fourth and Collingwood sixth, and they ended up the other way around. Otherwise, every spot, including shafting Carlton out of the eight, which so is... six out of eight. Yeah, 
I well, mean, well I, done, mate. Congratulations. I know you giggled. I know you giggled mostly around the fact that I said, "We'll just win our last four, mate, and we'll make it." And you said, "That's bullshit. You won't win." Uh, in fact, I think you had us down for a measly forty-six. I'm just looking down here, mate, on your on your ladder. Yeah, and what'd um, you finish on? Fifty-four. Thirteen and a half wins, I, mate. Thirteen I, and a half wins has never missed the eight. I didn't have you beating uh, Brisbane or Port Adelaide. In the run home. In fairness, Shano had Western Bulldogs at 48, so he picked the eighth team on the right amount of points. I had him on the wrong points, but I had him in the right So maybe spot. on a countback, Shane wins. No, no, no. Good try. No. Well done, mate. Thank, thank you, Congratulations. Mate. Now, w- what does it actually mean in terms of, of the season? Uh, we, we've <laughs> got to talk a little bit more about the greatest choke of all time. Um, and I want to start with where the hell, where the hell was Luke? Luke, Luke and Greggy. Um, uh, fucking giving each other high fives, high fives um, earlier in the season when they were Shane's know, three, three in a row, four in a row. So like Carlton, that's exactly what Shane was doing. Exactly what what happened to Carlton, mate. Unbelievable text. Oh, I've got a little more to say about them later on. No, no, keep but, going, mate. You got to say it now. But but it is a genuine choke, but not a choke over just that game or the last two minutes of that game. They choked over the last four or five weeks. And if we're giving the self-congratulating, I think I was the only one who said when they were eight and three that they would not make the eight. I don't recall that. But... Shane, give me some credit. When they were three zip, you said they wouldn't make the eight. And when they and were I eight told three, you to back them at three to one after round twenty-one. They've but got what about three to one. At eight, eight and two, they didn't make it. Yeah, another institution. Yeah, but you know what? St Kilda are just a loser of a of an institution. One one premiership in hundred and whatever years, right? Mm. Uh, Carlton have won 16 premierships, mate. But um, but not for a long time. No, correct, right? Um, but that has to be the funniest the funniest thing, mate. The Carlton supporters, um, the looks on their faces. They're in, <laughs> I, I'm sitting here at home thinking, the, I cannot lose. We're either going to play Collingwood, and I thought that would be great, 90,000 more in a final between Richmond and Collingwood to open up the finals, or alternatively... Um, Carlton get pipped by their biggest rival by one point. I like, you, you couldn't script that. And miss that's on a better percentage. Outcome, isn't it? And miss on percentage. Yeah, well, so, so as soon as the Bulldogs won by enough to get to the same percentage that Carlton were at at the start of the round, then it just didn't matter. Yeah. Because right. um, Carlton then had to win or draw. Um, yeah. And so that was the other funny thing about those last couple of plays around them going, like that silly idiot Durden who went for the chip pass rather than bombing it to the square and potentially getting it rushed. He should have, he should have been named in Collingwood's best, Durden. <laughs> you know what they needed? David Teague. Uh, Why? Could have helped them, mate. I would, what? He, attacking game style, Teague, he oh. could have at least given them a score <laughs> at that point, mate. Well, they go back into the bottom half of the competition and mm. they sit back. And you know what? This game, there's no guarantees in this game. People talk about what it'll do in the off-season and how that'll make them better. There's plenty of examples where teams don't continue on a certain trajectory and they may miss the eight again. Shano, what was your view? I know you, you watched intensely uh, on, on Friday on Sunday afternoon, <laughs> live from the 60th birthday party. <laughs> After a couple of you had the phone out, made the headphones in? No, nah, I was just uh, checking the scores. Um, my view on Carlton, is that what you're asking? Any view would be would be welcomed. Um, Could be. <laughs> I, I don't agree with Tex. I think they'll um, they'll push forward next year. I think they'll be better for the season. Um, 
I think we've seen some positivity out of the club. So, um, but I think it was a great, uh, great outcome. And and having them miss miss the eight, I think it was just a. What, what positivity a, have we seen out of that club? Hey, I think um, I think the defensive structure of the team has been pretty good this year. A lot better than what it has under Teague or any other coach, for example. Okay. For, as an example, for the last whatever amount of years, and I think. I think their forward lines um, can be pretty potent. Um, mm-hmm. They made some errors on Sunday, obviously, but yeah, errors are always there. But I think just defensively, I think with four games to go, there were similarities with uh, the way they were structuring up and the way they um, restricted teams to score in their front, sorry, in their back half, uh, similar to Richmond, I think, in 2017-18. Oh, I come think, on, mate. No, that's what they stated. Yeah, but we but so, we made the eight, we made the eight. Well, yeah, no, but at that stage, they were still in the eight. Just oh, I'm just saying, right? Four weeks ago, they were in the eight. Too. Were they not? I'm just saying. Too. Were they in the eight? Four weeks ago. Yes, they were. Thank you very much. Yeah. Sorry, I thought I was talking. Mm. Um, Stinky eels. So yeah, so there's there's lots of uh, not yet. It's coming. Uh, <laughs> there's lots of positive with the club, so uh, I think they'll progress next year. Why don't we? We'll save that for now. That I know there's been some very positive feedback around the fact that we're on for every week now until the end of the season. So we, we do need to create some content for next week, which will be a little bit about the teams that ended up out of the eight. So so let's move on and just talk about the teams that made the finals. So for our Collingwood listeners, our Carlton listeners, which will. And some of our tweeters had some interesting things to say, so we'll talk about them a little bit later. But let's move on to the teams that are going to be participating for at least the next week and beyond. Sure. Where do you want to start? Well, well, the the top four, any of the top four can win it. Being consistent with that, I think Geelong deservedly are flag favourites, uh, and they just happen to be playing Collingwood now. I'm not sold on Melbourne yet. I think Sydney have been fantastic and timed their run really well. You'd expect Fremantle to win their first home final. And, I, and I'm not trying to wind you up, but I think Bulldogs and Richmond are going to be quite irrelevant through this final series. So, And we, what I won't do this year, what I won't do, what I won't do, I've done this the last two years, I will not fall into the trap of the two losers of the top four they will start overwhelming favourites in whatever game they play in week two. Because for so many years, the team, the two losers of one versus four and two versus three, you get all this press about we write them off. Those top four, as they stand today, will sail through into the preliminary final. And I think you'll have the same four playing off in the preliminary that you have playing in the qualifying finals this week. I think the top four are much better than the next four. Okay. Um... Geelong, still question mark for me on them. Yeah, they've had a great home and away season. Um, they haven't proved themselves to be finals, a final, well, not contender, but finals performers for, what is it now, 11 seasons? We're in, moving into the 11th season. So until they actually Since win it. Since he was gifted a flag in his yeah, first year. Until they win it, um, I, I just, I, I, should they make the final, the grand final? They should, but. I'm just got no confidence in it. I would not surprise me. Well, Jerry Cameron might not have been playing, mate. Conley would beat them uh, on Saturday week. It would be not surprise me one little bit. And if that happens, <laughs> six acres will be worried. And I think there'll be uh, the space between the two ears of every other player at that ground, at that club. Uh, they'll be under the pump, whoever they play in the, with it potentially, but you're saying, mate, Melbourne or Sydney the following week. Mate, they're in big trouble. I'm not sure they're hanging out with him too long. No, if they don't win the first game, I'm telling you, they're in trouble. And... 
Conley will go with the attitude they have done for the last probably all year. I was going to say the last 12 weeks, but 13, 13 weeks. But, mate, they won't fear anything. They've got five goals up on them early in the year. Geelong, three-quarter time. Blew it. They're playing better footy now. I don't think Geelong are playing any better. So they're a big chance to lose. And they've had a few soft kills as well, Geelong. So. Oh, no, that's true. They, yeah. That's not the ideal run-in. No, yeah. I think Melbourne will beat uh, Sydney here. I think Melbourne are playing good enough footy. Uh, I'm not saying Sydney aren't a chance, but I think Melbourne will win that one. Uh, Brisbane will not win. Uh, Richmond will just will just walk over them. I can't see Brisbane winning another. Well, they won't win another game because they'll we, they'll lose that one. And that's it. They're out. Uh, and Freo should beat the doggies. Did did well? You um, you know my view on uh, Brisbane will just bounce back really hard and beat Richmond. That's not please, I don't please like explain that because yeah, I you're going to teach me something that I've not seen all year from that club. Uh, and what we saw last Friday night was appalling. What we saw during the game, Zorko, which we touched on before, and how the clubs reacted and not reacted. Oh. It, it must be Please my Catholic me. upbringing where I have faith. Yeah, well. But I just think they're mm. too good a club. They finish the year on 60 points and they get a week off to reset. And they, they haven't gone in the way they want to, but Brisbane at the Gabba against Richmond, who have fallen in. I just fallen think, in? Fallen in the eight. Yeah, look who they... look. Look who they've got in ahead of. Bulldogs, Carlton, They haven't Hilda. fallen in, mate. Okay. 13 and a half wins, mate. Let me just That's tell you that Brisbane in. have won uh, 15 games. 12 against bottom uh, 10 teams. Yes, yes. Yeah, 12. Do your research, Tex. So three against top eight teams. Yeah. What was the margin in the Brisbane-Richmond game four weeks ago? Two yeah, points. The, the end result. Yeah. Two points. There's a goal. A goal. Seven points. Well, in Melbourne. Yeah. So, so just go back two weeks. In Melbourne... Brisbane got away, Richmond claw back and won at the MCG. You kind of can buy that. They both take that form, that form from that day up to the Gabba in a final. I think. But but they Brisbane don't. Are a they don't make. So because there's been four weeks since then, right? So there's what? been three other games. Of soft kills for you. And I wouldn't have thought. Oh, you you were banging on about. There was no hope of us beating Port Adelaide. We crunched Port Adelaide. The crunching right. Port Adelaide and beating at, Essendon. At, in Port Adelaide. And beating Essendon. Yeah. Is a different run into the finals than playing Melbourne. And we beat Hawthorne as well. Okay, what's really important for a club when they've um, lost a game that they should have won, right, which is the Brisbane-Richmond game, right, mm. is how they respond the following week. Yep. Who did they play the following week? Uh, in my memory, it was St Kilda. Am I correct? The following week? Is that the week after? Or was there one in between? Brisbane. Uh, one in between. Yes. Yeah. One in between. Okay. Might have been GWS? No, they beat St Kilda. Sorry, the following week. Was St Kilda? They, they beat St Kilda. No, yes. they didn't. St Kilda was the week before last, mate. There was a game in between. Two weeks ago. Yeah. Richmond beat Port Adelaide? Yeah, Brisbane. Brisbane beat St Kilda in round 21. The week after, the week after they lost to Richmond. Yeah, the no, week before. What do you, what, how are we travelling? What, what, what round... Richmond, Richmond beat <coughs> Brisbane by seven points in round... 20. 20. In round 21. Round 21. Did Brisbane play in round 21? In the following week, Brisbane played Carlton at the Gabba. And won. Won what? by 35 points. Which is okay. Yep, kicked, kicked 114 points. Come down here the following week. They played St Kilda. Kilda. Yep. I watched that game. They were very, very average. Should not have won. They won, though. 12-9. And then they performed like they did last week. Yeah. 
they they have no chance of beating Richmond. No off. chance. No chance. Well, I think on, their, on their current form, they have no chance of beating Richmond. A formidable a team. Who a team is in form. I'm not sure about that, but Brisbane, the Gabba, are a, a, a they're a hurdle well, they to get over. Just a they are, mate. Do, do you think do you think Bulldogs can beat Freo? No. Do you? Uh, Bulldog, yeah. yeah have I do. you been drinking? Bulldogs can beat Fremantle in Perth. Yep. Oh God. I don't think the the, the dog was here. I don't, think, I don't think the doggies could beat Freo here. No, I don't either. Okay. Hmm. All on that of you, so maybe we can start another competition next week, Tex, and just do our finals tips. I just want to go on record. The bottom four, Bulldogs, Frio, Richmond, and Brisbane, are making up the numbers when it comes to the flag. None of those four can win the flag. And like we said, mate, you're just a groundbreaker with some of the research and assessment that you've done there, mate. I mean, they're the stats of previous years, so... Correct. Uh, you, you, this year will be no you. different. Okay, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, now there was some other news. Um, what about that other so-called big club in Melbourne, Essendon? I mean, well, give me a spell. Give me a spell. It might surprise you that I go after them later on, but but, jeez, I, I haven't seen anything that bad in my time following the game. But do, do, look, a couple I mean, of questions. Not even ten years ago, what they did with their um, the drugs. The, what was it? Their uh, supplement program? Mm. Well, they got busted for being illegal, so that's bad enough. But but the the comedy of errors this week. But I do agree they should have sacked the coach, though. Do you two agree with that? Mm. Oh, they didn't have a choice. They had to. <coughs> well, no, no. Uh, the starting point. So, like, when they made the decision they wanted to chase Clarkson, well, at that point... About. They had no choice then. They had to sack him. Oh, yes, but... They should have sacked him. If they were going to make that call, they should have sacked him on that Sunday. You know, I think a little bit differently, but I actually didn't think that the president, that the current president, Dave Barham, I didn't think his press conferences were that bad because he had nowhere to go. I, I, you know, he's trying to do a job. It's what happens now that fascinates me with that club, with that board. No, the, with one that thing, the one thing you were right on, mate, was... The, the comment when when they when they announced that Sheedy was oh, going on that board. You've been looking at my notes. Uh, so that part you're actually right. I remember you talking about that earlier in the year, and and when he got onto that um, South Australian show, and he just thinks it's all vaudeville, Sheed. So mm. you do forget he's actually in his seventies, mate. So he's gone tropo, I reckon. Um, but it doesn't matter. You, you... And they got uh, Dopey Simon Madden's on the board as well. <laughs> Him and Justin, mate. I mean, give me a spell. Um, <laughs> and that other clown, the halfback flanker. Sean Wellman. Wellman. He's not a well man, mate. No, he's not. Uh, and they're not a well club. Um, that, that, oh, that, it is comical, mate, the way they've, they've run that job. And now they think it's okay for James Hurd to come back. Well, it's not. Surely not. Surely they haven't said that. Surely it's media. No, no, mate. And Apparently, said, oh, what about there are factions. Remember last week we said, um, you said, oh, no, Essendon are still in the run for Clarkson. I said, mate, even Clarko, um, he, he wouldn't want to work under a board like that. Um, no good. We just mentioned oh, the Southern program. Who was who here of that? Yeah, correct. I don't even know why his name gets thrown into correct. contention. Well, I think there's only three people who could and should coach that club. Whether whether you could convince anyone to go there, that's what I'm fascinated about. Now they've come out and said they need an experience. Well, we coach. saw your stupid tweet earlier in the week. Well, Damien Hardwick... Well, why would he go there but, right well, now? Well, for the same reason that perhaps 
Ken Hinckley or Adam Simpson or someone else. Don't even put them in the same else. sentence, either of them, mate. No, when you've got a coach who's been at a club and been great. Yeah, well, mate, Hinckley mate, hasn't done that, so well, he hasn't been great. He won't get sacked by Richmond, but he might... Oh, we're talking about Hinckley. No, no, but Hinckley again... So don't compare Hardwick with Hinckley, because they're just not in the same league. Well, they're similar they in terms of tenure. Yeah. I think Damien Hardwick would be a great fit for Essendon. I don't know why he would want to go there. Maybe yeah, right, just... so that's why your tweet was so stupid. He'd be a perfect fit for them. He's an Essendon person. He, I'll tell you why he won't be a fit right now. So Hardwick, um, part of his success has been the stability and the support that he's got all the way through from the president to the CEO to Balm, right? Um, that worked for Hardwick. Hardwick to be put into the current Essendon environment where there are factions everywhere, the only thing working in his favour, he's an ex-Essendon boy. And up until they don't do anything, um, it, it wouldn't be any good. So Hardwick works well with the structure that exists at Richmond, okay? Um, so I'm not sure that that would work for him. Uh, that's the problem for anybody coming in there at the moment. They, they are a mess. They've got to piss that Xavier Campbell off. He's, ne- oh. he's never been any good since he didn't put CSR product into that hangar 15 <laughs> years ago when we went down there for that meeting. Who, who would be a good fit for Essendon then as their next coach? If you're on the board and you're saying, we've got to go and convince this person to come here. Based on what we know, who would be a good fit? In terms of experienced coaches, yeah. I, I, I'd have Ross Lyon. Yeah, I so think that they need that style. He's defensive and that's what they lack. Um, but I'm not sure uh, he, he would um, want to go into that environment. That's the problem when they talk about experienced coaches. Well, maybe no one will want to go into that spot in exactly. terms of experience. That's why they've, 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 you know, what they've done to themselves. Well, he hasn't put his hand up for any job, has he? No. And he won't want so to go through I, I that process. Think he's interested at all? Yeah. Perhaps we would have heard by now. Mark Williams. But mm. been Mark, there before. Mark would uh, would certainly have a conversation with him. There's no problems about that. But been no there issues. before. Well, only well, he was there. He was their reserves coach back yep. in the nineties. Under sheets. Under sheets. That's where he started his coaching, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So he'd be a good fit. But again, mate, the type of character you know him better than us, mate, but. Yeah, the type of character that he is, um, the volatility of that board, and the fact he'd probably the thing that he'd have in his favour is experience and knowledge, and possibly know how to navigate it. But I'm not sure that's what he wants at this stage of his life. I don't know. Yeah. It's I, a big I club. It's a big club, but geez. But he could handle it. He could manage it. There's yeah, no yeah. Not many could though. That's the problem they've put themselves into now. Mm. But um, they'll have to get a wriggle on too. That's the other thing. But. But what about, and they've got their own little rival, um, rival go, rivalry game with North Melbourne, and for Sonia, um, just call me Robin Hood, um, has absolutely done the job. That was fantastic, I thought. I um, thought it was good. That is a great, great, great job. She, she's impressive. I reckon yeah, she's, she I goes agree. okay. Um, she's presented herself well. They've obviously come up with a, an approach. Uh, they've gone all in on him. Um, and... He looks pretty happy about it also. But there is a little bit of the old Messiah complex, right? There. Oh, no, Clarko's there now. It's all done and dusted. One thing you'll do One is... One thing you've got to remember, mate. Jaden Stevenson's still playing for them. Well, for now. All right. Um, Jared Polak's on that list. Yeah. They may not survive under the new regime. What, he, what Clarko Aaron brings Hall. immediately is, is hope. Jasper Pittard. Hope and um, sponsorship and coterie Stop it. That's and it. all of that. Yeah. But I agree with you. I, I don't think... I'm not sure he can turn that ship around. Like I, I would expect North Melbourne to make the eight next Todd year. Todd Goldstein plays for them. No. 
Todd's been incredible. What North Melbourne to play? I'm saying I would not expect them to make the eight. They won't. They won't win more than six games, mate. Yeah, they're a long, long way off it. He'll buy a few wins. Remember in his last year? Oh, look at that. Every time Hawthorne played well, it was Clarko's magic. Yeah. And when they got hammered, well, gee, the players didn't follow that game plan real well, did they? We, we know that he doesn't like going back to the draft, so it'll be interesting to see who he can uh, influence to get there now. As maybe it's a, um, what do they call them? A, f- a free agent. See who'll go and follow him. Now, it'll be interesting to see who follows him in the coach's box too. Apparently Top Viney is, is the, the one he wants. Well, I don't think that, though, he's coaching, it's more... Yeah. Mm. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's part of the package, mate. Yeah, apparently not doing anything this year. I don't know, was Todd with him at Hawthorne in his last year and taking a year out as well, but... Well, I think Todd was with him at Hawthorne originally, and then he went back to Melbourne. Right. And was the architect of the, the mm-hmm. so-called the Melbourne Revival. Uh, I'd surprise me if he uh, ran Choco and see if Choco is interested in coming over. Yeah. Well, that'd be a good fit. Yeah, absolutely. be a great fit. Yeah. Well, we'll see, we'll see mate. Mm. Um, Adam Kingsley... Great appointment. A fantastic appointment. Oh, really, mate? How would you know? Well, I don't know anything, as many of the tweeters tell me. But he missed out by all accounts to Craig McRae at Collingwood. He missed out to Voss at Carlton. He's done apprenticeships under Hardwick. Everybody speaks really positive about him. He actually missed out to Knicks at Adelaide as well. Oh, did he? Mm -hmm. Okay. I think it sounds like a good fit. Um, They'll make the eight. They'll be a lock for me for the eight. GWS? Yep. A lock. Really? Yep. Jesus. Who are they going to kick out, mate? Oh, Bulldogs or Richmond. <laughs> Brisbane. Uh, a lock. Next year. There you go. I'll make the stadium. Brisbane will not make the eight next year. Okay. We'll, carry well, we'll that get over. a chance the next week. Yes, we will have a chance to talk about. Actually, one thing on Essendon. Um, did you see the Michael Hurley send off? No. No. He didn't see it? No. no. What was the fuss about? What do you mean the fuss? So he became unwell, got an infection, worked hard and got back. Apparently he nearly died. No, he nearly died. Yeah. It was as sad as that is. So so obviously I was at the game. I was at the game when Jason McCartney came back after Bali. the Bali and all the recovery and then he retired on the spot. Yeah. So so clearly watching him play, I mean he was just a shadow of himself mm. uh, on Saturday night and um, anyway, he scored a goal in the, within two minutes. Two minutes at the end, Saw right? Highlights, yeah. And you see right. that, and and then the Richmond blokes all all got around him as well. They went up. Thanks. Obviously, when you're 13 goals up, it's a little bit easier to go and say well done to the yeah. to the opposition. Um, but um, the fact that he's come back and just proved to himself that he can come back. Mm. Uh, he, actually, you just feel sorry for him. That he's, mm. His whole career has been wasted at the um, <laughs> at um, at Essendon, mate. But um, he's had a big he's had a big final final night. Five kicks and one handball. Like I said, to you, he struggled. Style. He struggled, but he kicked the goal, which is what Jason McCartney. They got up and won that night. There, got interviewed on on the ground by um old your your cousin Tony Jones. Chompers That's smells it. a bit of a, a very emotional farewell game and. I'm not sure I agree it with felt, that. It felt fake in the backdrop yeah. of everything else that was going yeah. on. It's just a shame that a club legend like that... Um, I wouldn't say club legend. He is, mate. He's, he's well regarded inside oh, Essendon. Geez. They haven't got that Taking many other last license years. there. Michael Hurley is a club legend at, at Essendon. Essendon. Oh. Really? Essendon eyes would be. I'd like to fact check that with the Essendon faithful. Okay. Why don't you, mate? Why don't you send a tweet out on that one? I'll get on that. Right. The coach of text. Um... So that's good, mate. Mm. Uh, terrific. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. 
Let, let's move on. I think the coach coach has got some questions to be answered, mate. So he does. Let's We've got him in the firing line. Carry on. Morwood, a chance here for Collingwood. Shane Morwood puts it back. Oh, magnificent goal by Morwood. Now, coach, end of season. Two different, just stay with me here. Mm. Are finals any different when you're coaching? You know you've made it now. What changes, if anything, in the week? What do you focus on? Is it just another game of footy, or do you try and outsmart yourself? Another game of footy. The, the challenge for the coach is to keep the same psyche as they've had right through the season. Um, you would hope that the team or he's developed a structure and a game style that is suitable for finals football. So you train the same way, you try and keep it as normal as you can. Absolutely. And what, how do you approach the week off, if you have the week off? How long off do you give them? We don't. I'd, I'd have a run. So it depends what day you're playing or night you're playing. I'd have a, uh, a fairly solid hit out that day, not yeah. over the top, um, and just a normal week the next week. So is there much in, you've got essentially two weeks, mm. is there much to say go away and just forget about 40 and freshen up mentally and do whatever you want to do or are you keen to keep them close and around the club and focused yeah around the club so if they want to go away for a day or two that's up to them but they could do that anyway after a game they don't um they don't generally train the next day so might have a bit of recovery that night mm-hmm. but otherwise it wouldn't change much at all everything is done everything you're just ready for it so it's just the psyche you know making sure they're focused on what they can do what they can control uh, not focus on a potential outcome, just focus on what you have been doing all year, and that's it. It's, it's simple, but that's what you've got to achieve. When you can do that, then there's less errors made on the day, and then you've got a great chance to win the game. Two more. Mm-hmm. If you're not playing finals mm-hmm. and you're the coach, what's the purpose of an end-of-season review? Like, what, what Are you trying to highlight things that either player did wrong? Are you trying to incentivise me to get better? Or is it just a waste of time and see you in February and we'll work hard again or see you in November and we'll work hard? What's the point of the end of season review, if any? The point of it is that you should be giving feedback to each individual. So you want to know also where they're at. Where do they think of their, what do they think of their season? There'd be regular conversation and feedback giving you know, weekly, I would imagine, with these coaches. So um, there shouldn't be anything that's um, going to be divulged by a player that's going to surprise you unless they want to leave the club, for example. But otherwise, that's a really important part because it sets your, yourself up on those players, what you want to do with them uh, over the pre-season, starting in October, November when they start training. So I think it's a very important process. And <clears throat> lastly, as I choke up a bit as I ask the mm-hmm. question. You sound emotional. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. You're going to retire or something? If you have to, and you received it and no doubt have had to give it, if you're giving the news to someone in the end of season review that it's all over, good night, Irene. Mm-hmm. How much responsibility, if any, do you take on the health and well-being of that individual? Because at that level, you're you're saying that potentially the career's over. You've got to make the decisions. You're the coach. You've got to benef- benefit the place. What responsibility, if any, do you have on the person's mental health, or are they just they're done, they're finished, and it's been good knowing you? Well, I think it depends on the player, what stage they are at their career. So, for example, if it's a 33-year-old and that's it, and you're thinking that there's no chance of going anywhere else, well, 
um, I think that uh, internally within the club, within the welfare committee of the club, would be supportive of them. I don't think that would change for them. You're just not going to engage with them in the following season. So they want to put themselves up in the, what would it be, the... Not sure Dra- the the midst of the end, or the, yeah. Um, then they do so. <coughs> but if they're a 26, 27-year-old, well, we're just going to play. You can put yourself into the draft and good luck with it. So I just want to push that a bit further with him. Is there, is there, do you kind of try and do it nicely or do you just rip the Band-Aid off and go, the reality is, oh, based on this, you're no good, I'm sacking you, and I know that's tough. Do you sugarcoat it or is it just the reality of life? And then no, what comes it's just reality, it? but I think, again, the value of having weekly reviews and on their performance and the areas of development, and if it hasn't, they haven't responded and not achieving what they want to achieve and what you want them to achieve, then I think you just have that 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 next level conversation and that's just not working. So it's not working, so we're going to move you on. And lastly, your advice to Ben Rutten. We've all seen what he's been through. Financially, he hasn't lost anything, but he's been embarrassed publicly and he'd be probably doing it tough and he could be angry at the organisation or people in it. But how does he pick himself up and dust himself up or is that not something that... Well, that would be very challenging, but I'm sure the Coaches Association, who is headed up by who? Mark Bradshaw. Mark, is it? Uh, I'm hoping they would have already reached out by now and uh, he's getting the support that he should get. That's what I'd be suggesting. It's only a matter of time before a player or a coach goes and ends their own life on the back of their footy career finishing. Sadly. Well, that's a song by that to finish up. No, it is. It's, it's no, just going to happen. Yeah. Um, it might not be immediate either. It could be two, five, ten years down the track because it, it can be quite challenging to transition out of that industry into what is normal life as we know it now. Yep. So um, that can be quite tough. And there's probably cases of lots of players, I'm not saying have suicided, but have, um, have certainly struggled in life after football. Mm. And there's not that many spots, right? I don't know how many. I know with the soft cap and stuff, so we see Bolton got picked up and other sack coaches get picked up. Ben Rutten may not. Ben Rutten will be back at Tigerland, mate. Do you think? Yeah, well, well, there's a vacancy now. Yeah, yeah. Kingsley's not yeah. there, so... But when you talk about it, it's an, it's an interesting subject, though, you know, players and coaches transition, but if you look at even at TAC, the under-18 competition, which is the, the number one feeder for the AFL, there is only about 1% of those players each year... I think it's 1%, um, actually get drafted. Mm. The percentage of players, that the 99% of players that aren't drafted, is a lot, it's a high percentage of those do not go and play football again. Yeah. They're disenchanted, mm. um, have lost motivation, don't know what to do themselves because they'll just focus on being drafted by an AFL club. Yeah. So they feel like they've failed and yep. I'm going to go back and play with a Bo Morris or a yep. North Ringwood or whoever. Yep. Uh, that's the turtles. big challenge for me. Could hey? be different. Or the turtles are dolphins. Yes, right? sorry about that, mate. Big, well, um, it is a big challenge. That's, right, a, that's, a, it's, that's a big issue that uh, we <clears> don't <throat> hear of. No. Hey, Shana. That's one of my concerns. I don't like it. I don't like the underrating competition because it takes away from the local clubs. I think if they're going to play football, they play with the VFL, and the VFL is the feeder then to the AFL. If they don't get there, they play senior footy at their local clubs. Well, they stay there. They keep connected. Go and have a chat to Brad Scott, mate, because I think that clown uh, runs that part of the AFL. Got these up on uh, him, mate. Um, another job for the boys, mate. You know, you know why they're not, they're, they're not actually um, um, 
um, why they're not actually talking about this concussion stuff. Why? Because they're worried about the litigious uh-uh. response that they'll get down the track, mate. We're all taking anyway. ourselves too seriously in the game. Well coach. done, coach. Oh, mate. Uh, I had some for you, but um, but we've been distracted, haven't you we, mate? So I, I think, <laughs> in fact, I'm pretty sure that Mrs. Turtle's about to hit the evacuation drill button, so we might, we might head off because I think the tirade is about to come. Uh, it may have actually come a bit early. Thank you. And I want to look him straight in the eye, and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no-good, rotten, four-flushing, low-life, snake-licking, dirt-eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood... Sucking, dog-kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat-ass, bug-eyed, stiff-legged, spotty-lipped, worm-headed sack of monkey shit he is. Five things. Bang. Five. Five. Texas tirade was one thing, mate. Five. I'm going to have a tirade about your tirade. Shut up. Five things. Essendon Football Club. Touched on earlier. Inbred. Disgraceful. Entire board has to go. Kevin Sheedy, Sean Wellman, Simon Madden. You cannot have three people. On a board, I don't know what credentials they have as board people, but they're an unmitigated disaster as a board and have to go and have to go quickly. White Collie was last year? Three people on the board, footy people on the board, is unheard of. Unheard of? Unheard of. Unheard of? I've done my facts. Three footy people on a board. A board's place is not... A board's place is not to be full of footy people. (laughs) A board's place is to have different skill sets that provide the right direction and governance for the, the club, for the business, not to get embedded in footy matters. An AICD alumni, mate. So it's not about me. Essendon, got to go. Did, you did Essendon. Board, got to go. Sheedy, Wellman, Madden, got to go. Good. No one else? Just yes. those three? As a minimum. So ha- can Brasher stay there, No, Brasher should go too. And well, he's staying three. there. Yeah, I know. That's part of the problem. Okay. Point, that's, point two, <laughs> Carlton Footy Club, big, big, big red flags. So what we know, what we know is eight and three and didn't make the eight. Had the opportunity to get into the finals, didn't win a game for a month. Big, big salary cap issues coming with a number of players who want a lot of money. I don't think there'll be players there from what I know who are going to take a haircut to put the club ahead of themselves. So they've achieved nothing. Well, two have already. If finals is the ultimate success and they haven't achieved that yet. Premierships are the ultimate. Big success. red flags at Carlton. I'm telling you, all this talk this year is bullshit. So I know who the person is to fix it up for him. Who? Ned Guy. He is sort of things out at Collingwood, mate. It's not about Collingwood. Well, I'm just, I'm just Don't giving you examples of how think, how quickly things can change. Don't interrupt the tirade. Point well, three. Well, Mark, you're not just going to march on without a response to each Mark point. Robinson, mm, who was once this one of the state's premier journalists. Now, there's something wrong with his inability. Have you cleared this with Ventress? No, inability to think coherently. That alcohol infueled uh, opinions that he gives, where he makes it, if not about him, then all he does is attack other people. He has become irrelevant in this city, sadly. So, Mark should just head back up to Bumfuck, Idaho, where he retreated when he had his health issues, and check himself back into rehab because. He is becoming relevant. Fourthly, that seems a very why, personal, very personal slur on him, mate. Yeah, because I don't like the man now. Yeah, I did. Okay, well, that's a personal. He's opinion. become why he's become erratic. Why and irrelevant? How? Give us some examples. Because he just shoots from the hip. Like, like, like what he was doing, having a crack about other people's opinions on the media. He he just goes after other journo's. Like who? He just shoots from the hip. 
Well, which, which people we went after at? Caroline Wilson as one, but he's gone after plenty. Well, wasn't that in response to Caroline having a crack at him? No, not at all. He never went after okay. Mark Robinson. Okay. Mm. Point four, why, why there, there is mm. a non-existent entity called the Coaches Association. Yes, I agree. I don't, I don't, the whole purpose of that association, as I understand it, is to take an interest in coaches, particularly at that level, maybe they're only at that level, and their silence has been deafening on the treatment of um, Ben Rutten. Whoever is leading that up, you mentioned them before. Mark, Mark Brayshaw. Oh, you, you would not know who he is or what he does or what they stand for. If ever there was a time for the Coaches Association to have some media attention and actually speak openly about protecting people, it just that was just so what horrible. Would they, what would you expect them to have done? I'd like them to come out and say, we actually are supporting Ben privately. We support all coaches. We've been strong on this for a while. The way Ben's being treated by the club... Uh, is not good, but but rest assured, we're working really hard with the AFL, with Ben, with Ben's management, because we have the interests of all coaches at heart. With the club, with Essendon. Just the the silence from them was just profound. What's a fifth and point? lastly, you added this in now. Look, great. Can you believe? Do you know it's on this week? Do you believe it? AFLW. If you thought AFLW had its challenges, now we've got. 18 teams, nine games of AFLW, 10 games of AFLW. 10. I can only see nine. Why 10? I don't know why it's 10. There's 18 teams. It's nine games. It's nine games, No, no, nine rounds. Sorry, sorry. 10 rounds, nine games this weekend. Oh, sorry, sorry, 10 rounds. So we're going to have to put up with Carlton Collingwood on Thursday night and dribble our way all the way through to Geelong, Richmond. Twilight game. And so you've got... You have a choice. You've got brand new teams coming in. The, the standard of that will, will have gone backwards at a rate of knots and we're just being inclusive for the sake of being inclusive. AFL women is going okay, but we've gone way too early trying to insist that all teams have a team. The standard of that competition will be rubbish and there'll be teams this week that won't even trouble the scoreboard. So sadly, switch off. Or just watch the better teams. I think that's what a few people might be doing on the podcast at this particular point in time, mate. But now, I'm going to throw this challenge out to you, mate. If we don't do this thing earlier in the week, you continue to steal material from Footy Classified. So three of those topics were all discussed last night on Footy Classified. Well, I get my material from various places. Yeah, well, I mean, is there any chance that some of it might be your own? I have plenty of stuff that's my own. AFLW was my own. It was, yeah, it was. You won't, you won't it was, hear... It was a fifth of the tyrant. Because they're, they're not politically... You won't hear them go after sections of Carlton like I went after them. That was on last night. I didn't and hear that. <laughs> they had all the, the upcoming salary um, Carlton contracts. don't deserve to make it. We said Essendon's inbred and their board yeah, are dysfunctional. Yeah, they they're not really a board. Night, yeah. Mark Robinson's come out of the woodwork. Well, that was discussed last night as well. And the Coaches Association. I'm that done. was discussed last night as well. Shut up, mate. I'm done. Okay. Shane, I think, I think this segment just about... It's time to bring Turtle TV back. Twitters of the week, Shane, your favourite section of the, the uh, episode? The question text! Oh, mate, and it was... You know, on AFL 360, they have, on one of the days, they, they, they get the, the most activity on Twitter and they rate the, the top three moments on Twitter. So yeah. I'm, I'm guessing, um, outside of stuff around our program... Um, this week it'll be that Jamie Elliott goal when the siren went when Collingwood won and blah, 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 and they put up a cross-section of, of tweets. But I tell you, it went crazy, mate. It's text, but it was 
awful, awfully silent when you sent out that one about Damien Hardwick um, going to um, going to Richmond was your your suggestion at the time, mate. I still stand by what I tweeted, mate. All, all, all I know, it could mate, be a great fit. A Damien lot Hardwick of is at Richmond. I mean, Damien Hardwick going to Richmond. Yes, there are a lot of Carlton supporters wearing black armbands this week, mate, amongst our fraternity, and it's it, it really in the spirit of. Mental health and well-being. We've got to put our arms around them, mate. So no, we don't. Old mate, Mick, the bus driver. No, has he? Um, has he been as um positive? Yeah, Haven't no, heard he's gone, me. mate. The, no, I reckon he, the bus has just gone off the fucking road, mate. He might have headed up the river. Oh no, that's dangerous. <laughs> he could have headed up the river to just have a think about life and um, take John. the rosary beads up there. And yeah, he's, he's coming. coming. He's yeah. Shane, just stay with us. Meet the bus driver. He might have taken the, the swag up to the river and just had a good think about things. Mm. Kim Jong, though. Oh, mate. Um, <laughs> what was the what was the line that he uh, he had? The, he ran with the um, free Patrick Cripps oh, yeah. <laughs> hashtag a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure what he was running with. He's been awfully quiet. Well, because, quiet, because he, like many others, got sucked into that false no. sense of security that they're actually going to become a decent football club when it comes to on-field competitiveness. And they have not been. The last month, they've been horrible. You know what I'd like to see? You know at the near the end of the game, it has uh, time in front, like Melbourne and Collingwood the other week, like hmm. Melbourne 96 minutes and Collingwood like One minute 10 minute. or whatever, right? <laughs> I'd like to see how many minutes from the time they're in the eight at the start of the season... At the time yeah. they weren't in the eight for a minute forty two. Well, they were, they well, they were out of the eight for if it was a live ladder, they were out of the eight for a bit at a time during the first half. If we did it live, yeah. Okay. But but from round one through to, through to round one minute forty two seconds yeah. to go yeah. in round twenty three. It is funny. It's just hilarious. So, on top of that, Mister Beanbags, trouble for uh, him. Has he? I bet you he hasn't sent you a message no. this week to I ask you a few questions. I am genuinely worried about him. Hey. I'm genuinely worried well, about him. I, I forget where it was. Where um, it might have been on Friday night. Someone, someone in the media, on Twitter's had a crack at the Melbourne players going missing, um, and then he's he's backed up and, and, and mentioned about four or five other um, Brisbane players, and then I proceeded to mention half the Carlton team, and in a response back to him, and nothing. I've heard. Absolutely zippo. Well, we um, might we might need to check in on him just to make sure he's a okay. So what we would, yes, what we would like, beanbags, is prolific tweeting going on from you just to let us know that there's still a pulse. Um, but outside of the um, now, you did speak about the AFLW text, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go back to that. But um, there was a little bit of a media. I'm not sure, Shane, how you feel about this. Although I reckon you're a little bit better up top than um than Tex is. But there's this pill now that you can take, apparently, mate, to help with the um, the 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 growth up top. A pill. A pill, right? Oh, really? Um, right. And apparently, it helps. So I heard Tim Watson talking about it this morning. Well, let's have a look so, at it. Well, I don't need to, but um, I su- I suggest um, you I'm do some. Sneeze. You can, this is this is this would be the area where um, you could actually do some research, mate. Um, <laughs> I think that would be um, that would be worthwhile. Now, the other thing, there is a. Um, there is a big rumour going around. I told you last week I reported exclusively here the sacred cows. You were, did? They were at band camp last weekend, um, getting themselves pumped up. Now, I've, I have on forwarded. Did you see the marketing paraphernalia that... Um, no, I did not. ...that Bobby from the Mont is running with? No. Um, I think it's something he's lifted off Facebook. 
uh, around their their upcoming show, which is next weekend. It's the bye weekend. It's this weekend, in fact. This weekend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Where? Where are they playing? Their favourite place, mate, in Camberwell, the Palace. And we book how? Hey. Well, tick a tick. The the way you can, I think it might be Eventbrite, <laughs> the same one you book your parent teacher interviews on. Mate. But anyway, you uh, apparently the the done thing is to go there and have a meal first. That's is that where right? That's where they're warming up. Uh, they'll have a parma and chips. Put and, on your and, crocheted rug and piss yourself before you listen to the sacred cow. I tell you, mate, out a few tunes. Now, now he was talking a big a big game, old Bobby from the month though. Um, during the week, I did ask about him about. The first set. Well, it was more about the fact you know that program on on Fox Footy, Shane, um, um, Best on Ground. Have you yes. seen that, mate? Yeah. Right. Have you seen their band that yeah. they have? That is a disgrace. Robbo. No, no, but you know who else is on there? Phil Sobrano. Right. So they've so they've brought Robbo. Uh, yeah. Um, what's his name? The ex Melbourne player, Robert Russell Robertson. Russell. And. Um, Phil Sobrano together. Is Phil uh, Sobrano related to Kate Sobrano? He is. It's her, it's her brother. He, yeah, he right. was in her I band. I thought he was. Yeah, I, he I, was. I think he was in her band. Um, that band called I'm Talking. I remember all those years ago. I'm pretty sure Phil might have been What was her band. greatest hit? Kate Sobrano? Hey? Um, oh, he loves it. He loves it. It could be a number. <laughs> I'll come back to you on that because I'm, I've just got to tell you about this. So I was talking to Bobby from the Mon about Best on Ground Band and I suggested that perhaps the Sacred Cows... Could be up for a band off against the oh, yep. against the best of the Absolutely, mate. In fact, I reckon they would they would go much. I could just imagine there Bobby in the studio uh, down there at Foxtel. Um, he'd be cutting, be running a muck. They've got a live audience there now since COVID things have have cleared up, mate. But the, I just wonder whether he's taken his eye off the ball at the timber factory. All this all this focusing there on the uh, on the tunes. Well, it's very much about um, work life balance, mate. Right. That's um, not what he said the last time I spoke to him. Well, um, that may be the case, but um, what I'm suggesting, um, I think Shane's about to um, to talk about the <laughs> amount of money we're about to win by backing Richmond next weekend. Is that right, Shane? Well, I think, yeah, we put a couple hundred dollars on it, we'll win that. But this is just a rough estimate that Carlton were in the eight for 226,080 minutes. <laughs> That's what he's been tapping away with trying to work out. And unfortunately, we're out of it for a minute Gold. 42 of the last part of the season. We Unlucky. Nah, couldn't happen to a nicer bunch. Now, now Tex. Yes. Uh, getting back on the old mate, um, Kate Sobrano. Yeah. Bedroom Eyes. Oh, I thought that, you'd go there. Yeah. I thought you'd go there. There was a better one with uh, when she was with I'm Talking, but um, Bedroom Eyes goes okay. Right. Um, Pash. You like that one? Don't know yeah. it. You don't remember Pashy? No. Nah. Come on, mate. Have you been doing a bit of that? Pashy? Mm. No. Nope. Mm. <laughs> no, I have not. Liar. Huh? Hey. Liar. Hey. <laughs> look at the face of it. Look at that. Look at his face, mate. Look, he's gone red. He's started bringing his own props. Turtle radio. Speaking while we just finished with the music theme. The great icon that we referred to last week, Olivia Newton-John. I haven't seen much coverage of her passing over there at the ranch, nor have I heard anything about her concert. Okay. What concert? Well, the, what they were going to do in her honour out here. Yeah, Eddie Maguire's all over that one. Rumour has it it's not going so well. Mm. Johnny Farnham? What about Johnny Farnham? The news on Johnny. What about him? Never heard. Nope. Mm. What's wrong? Rushed to hospital, mate. 12-hour operation. For? Remove a tumour. Came from? From? Doesn't say what body part. 
mm. whatever. And then breaking news out, mate. Uh, even though the podcast might not go to to air until um, sometime. Well, tomorrow. that's sad. Mm. Mm. All right. He he could be. What he probably needs to do is take the pressure down, Johnny, in his current state. Mm. He's all right. Yeah, <laughs> well, put it this way, mate. I'm tipping when um, she gets around to the hospital this afternoon doing her rounds, it might be Sadie, the cleaning lady, who's in there as well, Tex. And I guess you'll say to the doctor when he wakes up in recovery, you're the voice. <laughs> I understand it. All right, good work. See you next week, lads. Carry on. <laughs>